be light on yourself be easy on yourself normalize that anxiety in the person next to you and or normalize that conversation ask the person next to you if they have it too because granted they'll be open having a conversation about it with you i've never regretted being open about it ever i'll tell you that right now once i admitted to my mom that i think something was wrong i i really realized like that i needed to take action And I think that was like having someone to hold you accountable for what you're feeling helped. I remember like on the stairs and I was 12 years old, like bawling to my mom saying, saying I'm nervous. I'm nervous all the time, mom. She's like, you know, she acted like she didn't know what it is. But back in her head, she's like, oh shit, this girl's got anxiety. Oh damn. (laughs) Yay. Do 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 do. Straight candid. Here we are. Here we are. Do 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 Does anyone else have that weird feeling that they constantly have to be making noise? Yeah. I have to sing everything. I was gonna say we do the exact same thing though. Like if I say something, I turn it into a song. I know. Like, gotta go get toilet paper. Let's get that decaf coffee. Sig it is out. Speaking of coffee, yep. excuse me. I know. So Soph and I, I have this know. little habit. She goes, I know. She knows what we're about to talk about. We have this little habit. We like to go get coffee pre-episode, okay? Which is usually not a good idea. Never. Because I am shaking. My knees are trembling right now. But we walk to go get coffee. The cat calling this morning. Excuse. Oh, I thought you were going to talk about my decaf coffee. Oh, well, that too. That's just wrong. She judged me, but I'm anxious today, okay? Which is fair. But also the cat calling. Wow, that was... That was interesting. I'm not kidding though. How often do you get cat called when I, well, first of all, I never go outside anymore. So that might be something. Hello, I think COVID. it has to do with when you're with another girl too. I do too. Because like if I was alone, I feel like that usually doesn't happen. But since I'm walking with this hot piece of ass, no, I'm just kidding. But Ziggity. also I'm, you're walking with like another person. Guys feel the, the more comfortable to, to honk. honk that little horn. Actually. So that guy, when the guy revved his engine, yeah. I, I tinkled a little bit. <laughs> got scared she tinkled her pants i did i just it just came out I was for like, oh, shit. Oh. <laughs> for real tinkle or like a no. like you're kidding like when i get scared i tinkle a little you do not or if i laugh really hard i pee a little bit but that hasn't happened in a while like if you can make me laugh that hard and i pee in my pants a little bit that's a keeper i've never peed my pants laughing but every time i get on the damn trampoline let me tell you that shit Tramp- comes the out trampoline. quick one jump and i'm whizzing my <laughs> pants i kid you not this is no joke um, i'm dead spoiler alert boys we don't like cat calling. I don't think I know anybody that likes cat calling. And I know in some cultures that's actually, it's appropriate, very appropriate yeah. and kind. But what did I, what did I, I yell really back to the first guy that did it? Oh yeah, you fuck you. <laughs> Shut up. I was like, I'm literally <laughs> standing there like uh, straight face. I'm like, okay. I flicked him off. Too. She, oh yeah, you did flick him off. <laughs> hey she gave an effort. Uh, hey, he was putting in work. You were too. Uh, yeah. You know, I put the work right back. Um, but yeah, so I also got decaf coffee, which is why I thought you were going to call me out because no. I go up there and I'm like decaf coffee and people really have a bad rap with decaf. They're like, what's your point of drinking coffee? If you're going to drink decaf, do you even like the flavor? They're like, they're like, it's like you're going to a casino without any money. I'm like, exactly. Wait, I'm sorry. My point. <laughs> what is that? Was that a good analogy or no? Didn't make sense. <laughs> no. Okay. I don't get it. Okay. That's well, okay. All I'm saying is I'm drinking decaf because the anxiety levels are pretty high right now. You guys probably don't know this, but we record a little bit ahead. And in fact, we're actually holding off for election week, which you'll know by now listening. But um, it is election week. And yesterday was election day in Minnesota. Mm-hmm. So we currently don't know who the president is. That is why 
the anxiety is a little high. Yeah, we feel weird. I I don't think I slept very well last night. Oh, I didn't either. I think that's why we feel a little off today, too. Yeah, that Just could off, be. kind of. We were really trying to get in the mood for you guys. We jumped. I squeezed her shoulders a few times. Yep. I slapped her ass. Yep. I jumped <laughs> up. I jump up a little bit when we were on our walk outside. Yeah. Maybe that's why the cat calling was happening. She saw me. Someone saw me squeeze your booty cheek. <laughs> <laughs> but um, no, it's it, in all seriousness, respecting everybody's space on election day. It, this is just it's a weird time. And yeah. everybody nobody knows what's happening. There no. were protesters last night outside. Our yeah, windows. That, that's why you didn't sleep well. Yeah. Too, right. Main. Um, I live on a main street and uptown okay, i'm not up. gonna give i love it how your roommate is being trying to be so quiet right now and like you you can angie clap your hands quick probably can't hear it you're good angela <laughs> wow I love what that. respectful roommates you I have i love that little woman she slithers into a room like a little snake um no there oh was <laughs> there were protesters again i'm just i genuinely all yeah. leave it at is i'm nervous for the outcome because yeah. i think people are going to react fairly yeah. which is completely fair but it's freaking me out a little bit i am with you on that yeah i just heard sirens all night because i sleep with my windows open and i i remember you know how you make things really dramatic in the middle of the night like it's the end of the world but i actually thought it was the end of the world and i was like paralyzed so i like couldn't get out of bed because i was half asleep but i was like the world is crumbling and wait did you have sleep paralysis um no i don't think so maybe i've heard of that though could you not get out of your dream basically or like well, get like up i knew bed? i was aware of what was happening like i could hear the sirens but i just like couldn't move yeah maybe that was That's sleep, sleep paralysis. <laughs> God. dude i don't know let's just say i didn't sleep well i'm like okay so you were paralyzed yeah. in your sleep yep it's sleep paralysis. Fine. but this is a great um way to kind of segue into what we're talking about today which is anxiety anxiety so, which is the one piece of like mental health that we both have a lot of, a lot of experience with. Yeah. Um, there's a ton of mental health things, you know, anxiety goes hand in hand with depression and like all these other mm-hmm. different things. But we want to share our actual experiences with it because on the outside, especially like just with social media, we sp- oh, yeah. spoke on that with Chris too. It's like, no one knows. Nobody fucking knows. Everyone's like, wow, they must, they must just be happy all the time. Their life is perfect. When reality, like, do you know how many people that you're probably sitting in the same room with or down the street that are dealing with mental health issues. Oh my God. Probably at least 20 to 50. I would say half of them. Well, I forget the statistic, but it's like, I think it's close to 50%. Andrew's going to pull it up. I think, um, for how many people in the U S and in the world actually have anxiety, especially with our fast paced Mm -hmm. U S culture, which everybody, and especially with our generation right now, growing up with social media, I don't always like to link social media with anxiety because my mom always tries to preach me on it and it pisses me I the know. F off. But I do think there is a little bit of a correlation. I um, don't doubt that yeah. at all. But um, let's just say a lot of people deal with it. A lot of people deal with it. A lot of people are struggling with it. What's weird is actually a few people reached out. I, I did a little post and I was like, oh, ask me a question. How do you handle it all? Like, how do you stay mm-hmm. doing all these things and you got you know, the stat, Andrew? normal? Andrew's got the stat for anxiety. Well, there's some like some crazy stats that people probably don't realize ages 30 to four, 30 to 44 have the highest rate of anxiety. Oh, one in four people yeah. the age ranges of 30 to 44. Oh, so wow. I mean like we all think of ourselves in the, in the generation of like, Oh, I yeah. think that I have a good understanding. Of the person across from me probably has anxiety. Um, but the people in a, a generation above us are sitting in the same thing and probably not talking about it nearly as much as even we are. I know. Exactly. Oh God, that's a good point. Thanks, That's really sad. Thank you, Andrew. Um, anxiety's all around us. I, I mean, 
I, I like to think everybody has a little bit of anxiety, not actually like yeah. to a form, but they've experienced that panic feeling and people who don't have it. Mm-hmm. I think you understand that feeling of like when you are, I'm trying to think of an experience, even when you're, let's say you're on the top of a roller coaster and you're like, holy shit, I'm about to go down. Oh my God, my stomach's going to drop. That's anxiety mm-hmm. feelings. Yeah. So, I mean, experience anxiety to a certain degree is healthy. You know, it it, moti- it motivates you. It everyone has situational anxiety. You're a little nervous for a first date. You are nervous about your test tomorrow. That is completely normal. But there is a difference between situational anxiety and someone with generalized anxiety disorder, exactly, or someone with panic disorder or OCD. Like there's there is differences, and that's what we're gonna kind of talk about. And like what our personal story is with our anxiety, um, and what has helped us. So, um, do you want to like go into kind of your past Sid with <laughs> she's sorry ra- I'm she's wrapped literally wrapped up in, in cords. cords hey nice shoes hey oh thanks twinny um yes I'd actually love to uh I've touched on Arizona a little bit but I figured more detail would be helpful and actually a few people pinged me and they were like maybe you should talk to this a little more because I think a lot of people can relate to it quick question before I start where do you get anxiety the worst though so oh like when it happens yeah um so in general mine is more of a generalized anxiety um, disorder. So what that means is like, um, it's more of like a constant nervousness. And obviously people don't, can't tell this when I'm talking or when I'm presenting, like in social situations, um, I'm totally normal. Like I'm fine. It's just like a constant mind is more like a physical, um, symptoms that I experience yeah. if I get out of my self care routine or if I stop taking my medication. So I will say there are times where, when it gets worse and that has to do with, um, for example, today, yep. <laughs> like this is a little triggering for me. Like, this whole election, um, of course. when I start obsessing over something like that, that a lot of times that has to do with, um, when my anxiety is the worst. And also if I have too much caffeine, Oh yeah. Which is why I did decaf because I did already have caffeine this morning. So I just try to keep that like at a level. I mean, you're not even really supposed to yeah. use caffeine because yeah. it is a drug and it does mm-hmm. stimulate your body when your body's already stimulated. So it's like, yeah, yeah it's going to make it worse, but so, caffeine wakes you up. So it's like, you got yeah, it. it give and take. Ex- exactly. And I love the taste of coffee. So if too. you, if you have to get decaf, don't let people judge you, <laughs> but also like, no, no, you didn't. It's fine. But also <laughs> I remember my therapist telling me about cats. It stands for caffeine, alcohol, um, tobacco and sugar. And you just oh. have to be careful with those substances really if you do have anxiety or depression because it can trigger it that's so that's simplified the idea Mm -hmm. so much yeah what the heck so you do have to take care of yourself that's pretty much what it means okay yeah what about like do you have a certain time when your anxiety comes out i have flaring moments okay i have times where my anxiety is through and through with the day like just spiked Mm -hmm. and it feels weird and i'm panicked and i feel anxious and my key sign is that i get really irritable Okay. And I'm not an irritable person, mm-hmm. but I get pissy. Like I can everything bugs me. Yeah. And I'm like, I feel like I'm being mean to my roommates. I feel like I'm being mean to my mom. My mom calls me to ask me a question. I'm like, God, you oh, want, mom. I feel oh, like- <laughs> you want to know when I want to come home? You want to fucking know when I come home? I get irritable too. And God. you want to know what made me irritable this morning? What? Standing outside your fucking apartment waiting for you to unlock the door. Okay. Can I just note this right <laughs> now? So I'm like, oh yeah, I went down there, lo- unlock the door for you. And she's like, no, it's locked. That's why I text you before because I usually stand outside and it just makes, it just grinds me the wrong way. Oh, sorry about <laughs> that. I'll be better. But turns out I actually left my door unlocked. Mm-hmm. So I went down to unlock it and I actually relocked it. And that means my door was unlocked and the protesters came through and were throwing shit everywhere. So that is yeah. wonderful. That's kind of sketchy. That is very sketchy. Anyway, hopefully they weren't doing any harm. No, but my anxiety gets horrible on planes. Oh, really? Horrible. 
what I've realized is I actually have generalized anxiety disorder and I'm also very claustrophobic, which mm-hmm. is interesting because my dad has both of those exact mm-hmm. um, diagnoses and so does my grandma. And you know what? Guess what? I'm going to talk about a little bit. What? Is the genetic play into it. Because it's huge, because right? Because people a lot of times are like, nah, it's, it's you know, nurture versus nature, nature is that what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, I personally believe there's it's both, but yeah. I completely agree, but I don't know enough about that. Mm-hmm. I'm excited to hear that from you because yeah. I have no clue. But I get... Um, I get weird also pre plane ride and post, um, it could be like post drinking, um, anxiety, anxiety for me is so bad. Holy shit. Yeah. Sundays I'm like, something is, I just like, I can feel my heart beating really fast. Oh my God. I, you, I can just, relate. Oh, it's, 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 that's why alcohol cats stay away guys or limit it. If, if you, you do, do have anxiety, you got to limit it because here's the thing too. If I overdo it one shot, meaning like now I feel like I'm actually drunk. I wasn't, now I'm not tipsy anymore. Yeah. The next day, I feel like I made so many wrong decisions. Even if I just was at a friend's house yeah. and we were all hanging out, I'm, I'm like, oh, it's so weird. I'm sitting there and I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm depressed. I'm depressed. I'm lost. I probably what fucked, am I doing oh, with my life? I probably fucked my job up. How? Because I had no correlation. I just feel like I'm lost every single time, and it's the worst feeling. Yeah. Why get to that point? Mm-hmm. Why? If you can just have just as much fun being tipsy versus drunk, which being drunk doesn't make anybody with anxiety feel better, yeah. in my opinion. Yeah. Or from my knowledge, maybe I've at the to, moment, but, but like the days afterwards, not worth it. Yeah. Well, let me dive into Arizona because I feel like I you don't even know. Yeah. Like, like my what's life with Arizona? This. Tell me. What do you mean? Arizona? I always preface Arizona. Yeah. People are like, what do you They're mean? Like, what Arizona? the hell is this Arizona shit? Okay. Long story short. I've mentioned this before. Long story long. Long story long. Actually, <laughs> I had severe anxiety and the anxiety ended up being related to my need for somebody else in my life. I needed to fill a void. Okay. We talked about this in the relationship. Yes. Mm -hmm. So I was filling a void by being overly attached with a guy. Yeah. My overly attachedness and my not knowing that I had anxiety made me feel like the only way I felt comfortable and confident was when I was with him. Mm -hmm. I felt like I was safe. And if he were to disappear. Yeah. I would just, so when he would disappear, he would disappear at times, my, the guy I was dating at the time, for long periods of time, like 24 to 48 hours. And I would oh. literally get physically ill because I was so worried about like what he could be doing. What I didn't realize is that actually I had anxiety and it was just heightening it to a, mm-hmm. an extreme degree. I ended up moving to Arizona, going to school at ASU for a year. I've talked about that a little bit. For the guy. For the guy. I tried to excuse it that it wasn't for the guy. But the thing is, I felt better when I was in his space. Mm-hmm. I felt safer. I felt all these things. I was literally filling this ginormous void in my life during it. And then he cheats on me mm. and cheats on me again. And she, and then all of a sudden, all these people I had surrounded myself Wait, with so had been with him. so after he cheated with you the first time, were you still with him? No. He, so basically, long story short, I actually f- was visiting Angela. Oh, I came okay. home f- from that weekend because I was so homesick. He had cheated on me and I found out and then more and more started coming out like after that night. So, so this is kind of what triggered you to have to like work on your anxiety because yes. now you didn't have someone to fill that void. Exactly. So all of a sudden my one true thing that I knew could like that make me feel better. And yes. That was consistent in your life and you could control. It could control everything gone. about it. Gone. 
had to drop it because no matter what, I'm like, I can't forgive him. Yeah. I feel empty. Like yeah. I can't forgive him. Yep. So I'm like, holy shit, where do I even start? I'm in a fucking state I don't even like because then your eyes open. You're like, mm-hmm. okay, let's really, let's dive into this. Mm-hmm. I'm in a state I hate. No offense. Sorry, but it's just dry. <laughs> I don't know. It's dry. I, I need water. I grew up on a lake. I need water. Yep. I'm I'm and ASU just saying toxic as fuck I'm sorry you guys it's like St. Thomas times 20 when it comes to a lot of things eating disorders anxiety partying things that are not normal get normalized there (laughs) literally things that are not normal get normalized there eating disorders drinking every day of the week I drank five days of the week you guys oh my god I would drugs are normalized um people like cheating on other people's couples and getting with a friend's boyfriend and oh fucking that you're la la la. It is psychotic. Like it really is. And so all of a sudden I started thinking all these things were normal. That's mm. not fucking normal. No. Check yourself, check your surroundings. The people you surround yourself with will definitely be who you are. It will continue to be who you are. So I just had to basically wake up and realize I had horrible anxiety. I need to do something about it. What did you feel when you had anxiety? Like what, what were like your, you could say symptoms like mentally and physically. I would say at this time I also had depression too. So I would feel not hungry, couldn't eat. Um, I felt like I was having a heart attack. Mm-hmm. Basically my heart was beating hor- horrendously. Yeah. Felt like the days were so long and all I wanted to get to was sleep so that I knew oh. that I could turn my brain off. Okay. I felt yeah. like I was, I overanalyzed everything. Mm-hmm. I felt like I didn't have any friends, even though I did. Were uh, you seeing someone at the time, like therapy wise? No. Okay. I hadn't seen a therapist yeah. until this year. Okay. Like ever. So what did you do to help? Basically, I, I had to hit myself in the face and say, the people you're surrounding sur- yourself with are mm-hmm. not good people mm-hmm. to help with any anxiety. You need to, I re- repainted my life in Arizona. I'm like, listen, if I can't leave, I better figure it out and yeah. repaint everything that I'm doing. So I stopped drinking seven days a week. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I reevaluated my friends. And it turns out I actually met some of the best people in the world down there because they were there for me. And I found them yeah. in, in all the craziness that, and they supported me. But I had to start realizing that alone time was okay. I had to start making to-do lists, start getting my life back together. I re-got a membership to a gym. Mm-hmm. I... I kept pushing myself. I started having notebooks. I write everything in notebook. My notebook is literally right in front of me right now. I make a to-do list almost every single day. Yep. Then I started writing my goals down. Then I started writing down just the simple things to get done in a day. Because when you have horrible anxiety, it feels like going to the grocery store and doing your laundry all in one day feels like the biggest lift in the fucking world. Mm -hmm. But you just got to push yourself. You have to get back. And it, honestly, if you have a mindset that I can versus I can't, you feel like the world is at your fingertips yeah. again. And that's why I think you like to write things down too, because I've started to do that and I have noticed it has helped me. It's because you replace worrying with like pl- a plan. Yes. And if it's a good plan, you don't need to constantly review it. Mm-mm. Unlike something that is a thought in your head and you're constantly ruminating, going back to it because you don't have a step-by-step action plan. When you like write it down, you have a little bit of an action plan and you actually are making changes to help with that, whatever you're worrying about it. It at least puts the thought at, at ease at because ease, yeah. you have it in there, you know what you're going to do about it. So like if you do have anxiety, definitely try the writing, writing shit down. Writing shit down makes a huge difference because, and keep it by your bed at night mm-hmm. because part of the reason if your mind is moving so much at night and you're like, oh, I got to do this. I got to do this. I got to do this. Uh, mine is always like, I have to do things. 
write them down and, and then, then close, it's on paper and then close the fucking book close that fucking <laughs> notebook and shut your eyes yeah i would say i don't know if i would want it like by my i don't mm, know that's then fair. i look at it and i'm like oh my god all this stuff i gotta Ooh, do tomorrow no don't read it just okay. write down i always do i'm like there's a new day tomorrow i know these things are tangible mm-hmm. you have to be also your cheerleader yeah because if you're like oh no like all these things i'm feeling anxious as shit i'm not gonna be able to get to it it's like well then you probably yeah. won't because you're gonna spend your time worrying the i've had to change my mindset a ton the notebook that i do have by my bed and i think you're gonna bring this up is um, the three things, like what you're yes. grateful for. Yes. So you, you want to talk about that? Yeah. I, I have a, actually a three things I have to do every single day. Mm-hmm. I have to meditate at least for five minutes. It's a must. Do you meditate? Yeah, I do. Oh, I need to do that. I five minutes, you guys. It. Meditation feels weird. You're like, why am I sitting in a room alone? not looking at anything closing my eyes and breathing it's it's kind of awkward at first if you haven't done it how do you do it i use a balance app app. yeah okay and they had a free they have a free subscription for a year just make sure you unsubscribe at the year mark because wowza that's that's not cheap what app balance balance okay they've also got the calm app they've Mm -hmm. got headspace they've got a ton okay but i think i've headspace yeah five minutes of solidarity did i say that right solidarity sorry forgot the d whoa um and you, I kid you not. Don't, don't forget don't the D. Forget the don't D. ever forget the D. It will change your entire day. Because you have a point where you can stop and yeah. breathe for two seconds. And mm-hmm. you literally teach your brain to be like, nope, that thought ain't coming in my head. Mm, yeah. Nope. I don't care if I got to do laundry yeah. later. I don't care if my socks are dirty. I'm waiting. And I can't wait because we're going to have Antonio on yes. next week. And he's going to dive all into meditation. Because that's something that I've struggled with is I just, I can't get myself to do it. And okay. so I think he's going to kind of talk a little bit more about that. But what else do you do? Three well, things. The, the other three things that are or the things. other two things, excuse me, um, are writing down every single day what you're grateful for. Three things. Yeah. No matter what. I usually do it right in the morning when I'm having coffee. Maybe we'll take you two minutes mm-hmm. max. And it starts the day on a positive note of what is going good in your life. And if you start the day with that, I kid you not, it will change your mindset for the day. Then yeah. you get to around lunch. I usually do lunch meditation. Okay. That way I'm like, okay, my morning's getting tough. Work is tough, but I know I've got a five minute window of nothingness coming up mm-hmm. and I'm going to feel really good after I take my time for myself. Yeah. And I also, I remember reading this one time and it is so true that when you're writing those three things down that you're grateful for, or even sometimes what I like to do, cause I can't meditate is shut my eyes and, and like picture the three things I'm grateful for. Ooh, like I maybe like it was about my mom calling me and you know, the love I felt through the phone, something cheesy like that. But that you cannot be grateful and anxious at the same time. Oh, like it's impossible. Oh my gosh. Cause if you're sitting there and envisioning like your mom or your family or something that you're grateful for, there's no way at that exact moment that you, that you can be anxious. Oh my gosh. I didn't even think of that. So Cause your mind can only do one why, thing. Yeah. That's probably why it helps. So I like to do it oh, before bed. Wow. And I mean, when you're, when you're actually physically telling yourself, I've been here before, I have felt this feeling before yeah. I know that it ends. Yeah. It will actually end as long as you catch yourself before you get over that hump of like panic mode mm-hmm. it, and you can prove to yourself, like I can catch myself before I hit that panic mode. You'll feel damn good. Yeah. And it won't happen. Mm-hmm. But basically the reason Arizona is such a prominent point in my life and I'll kind of bring it full circles because I had to choose my lifestyle at that moment. I chose, I kid you not, I chose exactly who I was going to be at that moment. Was I going to be the <gasps> person that stayed bumps. really? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> was it going to be the person that mopes around and always talks about how I was hurt and brokenhearted and I moved to the wrong place and I'm just going to party my ass off and get it, the Arizona vibe that I wanted. You could have gone the total opposite direction. Com- you could have either, you could have either fallen off the wagon and just started doing drugs and binge drinking and 
you know and don't get me wrong i dabbled in that because (laughs) i was lost i thought why the hell not might as well try this Mm -hmm. wrong very wrong realized that very quickly instead i chose the other direction i was like fuck it i'm gonna prove to myself that i'm still gonna be the person i want to be no matter what things are thrown at me no matter how bad my anxiety is it's time to rewrite my own story and i came back to the u and people like why did you come back why did you transfer back what's the you know what i thought in my head i'm like the only people that should matter their opinion should matter is the people that care about me yeah why does anyone else's opinion matter Yep. And that's when I decided Who to change cares? my mindset. Those, and those people, oh my gosh, that just but makes me mad. It makes you mad, but it's like people get anxiety about what other people think. Yeah. People think well, too. Well, that's honestly probably what anxiety stems from is mm-hmm. like, I'm definitely a people pleaser. And I think that probably has to do with anxiety oh, yeah. as well. So it for sure judge, does. You know, it's, it's hard when you're like, I don't care what people think, but really the deep down, like it, it goes back to like your parental being brought up by your dad and mom. Like 100%. I was afraid what my dad would think like, who knows if that's part of, you know, the core of both of us and our anxiety too. So I'm sure it is. It's crazy. I just always was, yeah, I was a people pleaser since day one mm-hmm. and it actually ended up hurting my relationships a lot more. Cause I would say I could be in 17 spots at the same time. And I had to like, I had to deal with that. I yeah. fucking lost friends. I made my best friends so mad at me that I don't, I barely got the friendship back. Because I was being a people pleaser. It makes mm-hmm. no sense. If you don't want to do something, don't do it. If you don't want to put your plate too full, say, listen, text the person. Say, I'm overwhelmed today. Be honest with your emotions. That's what helped me too is start saying no to certain things. Which you have sucks. To. You can't always. And you you always say yes. And you still, I'm a strug- doer. You do still struggle with it. But I totally sometimes do. you have to be like, you know what? I'm not going out tonight. Or I, I'm chilling by myself tonight. As and as stupid and lame as that sounds, sometimes you need it. So you say no sometimes. I need to be better. I'm your preaching, friends will but get I need over to be better it. about your that. Your friends will get over it. I feel it. like that was that last one that I need. I put on the back burner. You know what I mean? Yeah. But like just pulling you into this, we both have, you've got your fitness job. I've got my full-time job. We both do the podcast. We both are personal trainers. We both have friends in many different friend groups. We have our family. We have our own place that we have to keep up in line. We have shit. I'm like, I don't even know where else to go. I mean, it doesn't really stop. It does not stop. We don't not feel anxious. I feel anxious all the time, but I've taken the steps mm -hmm. to feel better. Everyone feels like that. It's, it's an overwhelming feeling, feeling with everything you have to do. Like it's not just us that, you know, has this. So I think everyone, I don't know, everyone deals with this, but obviously, um, are you done with like your tips? Do you think, or you got some more? Sorry guys. I'm like half more sentence. I thought I had one more thing that I was going to note about being anxious, having your plate way too full. Oh, my one note I was going to say, cause I'm in the midst of it right now. When something is new, it's going to make you anxious mm. because it's not familiar. That was me every year in like elementary school. Literally. I would go home crying. Mom's like, are you okay? I'm like, ah, it's just new. Nervous. I'm bad at change. I'm bad at change. We did multiplication. Yeah. Um, no, but like literally. <laughs> no more, no more pluses. <laughs> There's division. Too many. Literally though, or keep in mind when you're doing something new and when you add something new to your plate, no shit, it's going to feel like a lot. You're going to get anxious, but normalize that anxious mm-hmm. feeling and it'll normalize feeling normal again. Mm-hmm. Do you, like, do you like routine? Is that? I wonder if I do. Yeah. I feel like I, I always do. say I'm like, I'm like, I like to be spontaneous and I don't like routine, but I think like I do like to have a routine. Okay. Actually, Are you I have, yeah. You don't want to know why, because why? you're going to laugh at me and I didn't tell you this yet. Yeah. Last night I'm looking at Airbnbs. I'm going to do a little quick get getaway weekend in Arizona. Woohoo. And oh, I you're going not, back. You're going back to the just, core. Just because I'm going with someone that wants to golf. And there's two of my friends that I actually like 
I'll go anywhere with them. If they were yeah. in Iceland, I'd fly there tomorrow. Um, I want to go see them, but I could not get myself to click the flight like buy flights or buy the airbnb because i was debating between 14 i'm like what if i get there at 10 a.m am i gonna miss part of the day or what if i fly in at 8 p.m and then i'm like oh the airbnb Ooh, they have carpet i'd rather it's dirty maybe i'm like i can't make decisions because i'm anal and i'm like yeah. no it's safe it's it's safer to stay home mm-hmm. it's i'll just stay home <laughs> you know what i don't want to get on the wrong flight i don't want to mess around with that i don't want to you know it starts with, it starts with like which airbnb and then it ends with i'm just not going at all i had 14 pulled up oh god i called jordan i'm like hey can you help me sort through a few airbnbs he's like i think we're just gonna pick one i'm like well listen they've all got great qualities mm-hmm. i mean this one's five minutes away from this one but here just hear me out he's like you've got issues i'm like anxiety thank you guess what picked a great one because of it cheers cheers to that we're going to arizona i did it and now i'm sweating even thinking about it i love it that's exciting though good for you 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 pulled the trigger do you have anything that you use like behavioral like just tips in general that you use yeah so your anxiety i will say like right off the bat i'm gonna tell you guys i am we're gonna kind of segue this conversation into medication because obviously building like a skill set um and basic methods to deal with anxiety without medication is really important. And so I do think you need to start, if you're on the edge of deciding whether to go on medication or not go on medication for anxiety or depression, um, definitely try some things that Sid said. Mm-hmm. Um, but when your anxiety starts to significantly affect your ability to function yeah. in your everyday life, it might be time to try a, med- a medication. And that is where I was at um, like five years ago. So I went on an SSRI, which is medication that's used for anxiety and depression. Okay. It stands for like selective serotonin reuptake inhibitor. So that just means it like floats more serotonin in your brain. I think I actually got um, prescribed that when yeah. I went in to get, and I got diagnosed mm-hmm. and they were like, I'm going to prescribe you this, mm-hmm. pick it up or don't. Yep. And I'm just someone who's, my body is not, I, I mm-hmm. get worried that I'm going to feel out of control. Yeah. But some people it's like for you, it's, it's what makes you function for, me, for the entirety of the day. Yeah. For me, I feel in control yeah. with it. If yep. I'm not on it, I'm out of control. And that right there is the different for- forms of anxiety. Yeah. Um, but before we get into that, I will say a few more things that like behavioral or, you know, something you can work on without the medication is especially for females. I've noticed that you have to like kind of, okay. So a lot of women like track their periods, right? Yes. Have you noticed that your anxiety gets really bad during certain parts of your cycle? Uh, yeah. And as long as you can write that down and note that and you keep that in mind, you're like, okay, this week I'm going to be anxious as hell. Mm-hmm. As long as you're like aware of it, it kind of helps because you know, it's coming. Oh, it, I don't even say, I don't even track my period and I should. So because- you should start. Cause I know you were talking about how you get like kind of anxious a few days before and oh you think God. your whole life is ending. Yep. If you know, like, okay, tomorrow's the day I'm going to be anxious. Like you already know it's going to happen. If so you know it's coming, like, it's yeah, like you're, you're exactly. prepared for it. Oh, good point. Damn. Um, and then I was also going to say like laugh, make time for fun. So there is a, to a certain sense, definitely say no to certain plans. But if you want to go play with puppies or like hang out with your friends, Aww. like make sure you're doing things that you still enjoy. <laughs> In um, society. Make something, there's something, oh, I learned it. Um, uh, when was this? Three months ago, there's this lady at the place where I worked and she has laugh therapy. What? You literally just sit there and laugh at yourself. And it's the stupidest thing. She what? Yeah. And, but then you start laughing because you think I'm it's so ridiculous. Laughing. So then you're like, oh, I'm not anxious because I'm laughing at myself. It's interesting. What? Wait, that's that's yeah. kind of cool. I know, right? Where is she? She was. She had her own um, company, 
and we throw events at WeWork. And this was before COVID, so it was probably longer than three months ago. But I remember she was like, I can come in and do laugh therapy for the members. And I kind of laughed. I, I laughed in her face, but I was like, wait, that was kind of funny. Like, that, No, I mean, yeah. I feel like I could do it at home, though. You exactly. look at me and you're like, you're a joke. Yeah. <laughs> you're like, a fucking, fucking joke. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anyway. Yeah. So I, the reason why I ended up going on medication is because, like Sid said, like I also had physical symptoms. Um, it's sorry. the first Wednesday we, of the month. I was so the, say, uh, they just elected the president. <laughs> no, stop. What's that? What's it's that movie just, where it's, it's like they sound the alarm and it's it was the purge. The purge. They sound the alarm. Ah! Oh my god. Anyway. Oh my god. Okay. It um, actually, I get alarmed now with any noise because yeah. of everything going. Everything on. happening. I'm just paranoid. Okay, so we're gonna get into medication because um, I was pretty. I have been pretty open about the fact that I am on an anti-anxiety medication, yep. and I've had numerous people reach out to me on Instagram asking what I thought of it, like what brand I'm on how it affects my sex, et cetera. Mm-hmm. So I do kind of want to talk about that. I, yeah, and I love to learn from yeah. you because I, I genuinely have mm-hmm. no idea yeah. about anything medication yeah. related. And personally, I believe that like we were talking about before anxiety and depression, I do believe it has to do with um, maybe like your lifestyle and the way you grew up and circumstantial situations. Yeah. But I do believe there is a genetic factor to I, it. As well. I, okay. That 100% is yeah. accurate. Yeah. Because I honestly believe there is a chemical imbalance in the brain of someone with really bad anxiety and depression. Which is why you can Which is why the medicine it. does help is because it balances the serotonin out and it doesn't let it just be reabsorbed. And so in order to make my brain function the way that someone else's brain functions, my dad likes to explain it like he said this the other day. He goes, it's like a lubrication for his brain. Okay, that's fine. Okay, so it's Your like, dad. yeah, I called my dad, you guys. Um, and I also asked him a lot about sex and SSRIs and he had this full on conversation with me. You can ask your dad about sex. Hold up. I'm not done. Oh my God. So I called him like, dad, it's going to be really awkward, but like I have some questions for you because I know he's dealt with it because I've talked to my mom about it before and she's brought up my dad. So did um, he have any idea that you knew? Yeah. I mean, he probably did. Okay. Yeah. So I called him and. I asked him all these questions and my dad's also a doctor and knows a lot about this because he's been on medication for like 30 plus years. Okay. And he, you know, we had a good conversation. And then after the conversation, he goes, and don't you ever talk to me about sex again. Oh (laughs) my. And I was like, all right, dad, thanks. All right, dad. Talk to you later. Love you. But anyways. Oh my God. First yeah. of all, how sweaty were you? Oh yeah, I was pretty sweaty. And my mom was also in the background because they were on speakerphone. My mom just chuckles and she was just laughing too. But Oh my God. But yeah, I actually, so the reason why I know a good amount about this is one, that I've dealt with anxiety yep. for a long time. Two, I wrote a really intense research paper on SSRIs or anti-anxiety, anti-depression medication related to sex. Yeah. My senior year of college. And three, I also texted my psychiatrist. <laughs> so, <laughs> and called is. my dad. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say you got the mm-hmm. intel. So, I got the intel. So, um, we're going to talk about how this how this medication can affect your affect your sex because I feel like our age group, like Andrew said, like one in four people are experiencing this, which means there's a chance that one in four people are on some type of medication and it is a little more difficult to talk about because um our age group, let's say you're just dating, you can't just openly talk about 
like your sex issues. No, you know, no. It, it just, and you should be able to, but it's, def- it's definitely not a normal conversation to have right now, which, which is, is why, why we're here too talking about, which it. is why we're normalizing it. Yeah. Um, obviously if you're married and your husband or wife is on some sort of SSRI or anti-anxiety medication, you're going to talk about it. If your husband's having issues, you know, I don't know getting it up or something or whatever right? i mean and but we'd hope that people are having that conversation yeah. but well, then again married, we don't know well when you're married yeah you might be but You'd i'm talking about our age yeah. it's just a little more awkward and people aren't going to talk about it so especially if it's like you're getting to know somebody it's the yeah. first few hookups and you're like or yeah. you're just you're getting to know somebody you you have that emotional piece you've got mm-hmm. the physical connection and then you have the intimacy too exactly and the intimacy is a big piece of it as, as much as we don't want to admit that but it's like it's yeah, a huge piece for sure so it's a, it's a it can feel weird. Yeah. And if you are, so it can affect your sex. Actually, let me, okay. So the medicine can affect your sex in three ways, orgasm, ability, and intensity. Okay. So you could maybe like not even be able to orgasm If at you're all. taking the medication yes. you're saying. Okay. And, wow. um, decreased libido or sex drive. Okay. And then also physiological issues like erectile dysfunction issues and maybe like getting wet or lubrication. Okay. So, um, there's this girl that actually messaged me on Instagram. Um, this is kind of bringing it back to like the listener questions of the week, yeah. candid cues. And she was saying that she's on an anti-anxiety medication and she has no sex drive. Oh like man. she doesn't, she doesn't care about it. She doesn't think about it. And, but she needs the medication. So for the people that still need this medication, but are having issues, I want to like offer some ideas and things that have worked for me. And also from the research I did and talking to my psychiatrist. Also stuff. just talking about it. You're normal. You're totally normal. There yeah, are people like out I'm a there. normal girl and like I have, I'm on medication and I have, that issues. helps me and I have had issues with, and yeah. So I'm going to talk about it. <laughs> well, just, yeah. Normalize yeah. So the conversation though. It's if huge. you did just start taking your medication, you do have to give it time. Cause sometimes your body has to like get used to the medication. So if you're having issues right away with libido or, you know, erectile issues, et cetera. Um, just give it a little bit. It can take like three months. Okay. Dosage is another way. So if you, I've been actually biting my pill in half, um, which might take a little bit to get used to, but that I've learned that a lot of SSRIs are only tested on men, which is what do you mean? Like, you know, trials when they do all these peer reviewed studies and they're like the lowest dose for this medication is five milligrams. Okay. So that's but for a actually, male. That's for a male. And they don't test it on oh. women because they don't want to mess up their hormones. So Which doesn't I'm, make sense yeah. if women and men are going to be exactly. taking it, but okay. So I'm on the lowest dose um, of my medication right now, but I've been biting it in half. So like low, low, low. Like I'm on, I'm hardly on anything. Can I ask you a question yeah. about your medication yeah. just in general? Yeah. Cause I've been at points where I was like, medication is for me. I need, I need to go in and I go mm-hmm. in and I get the prescription. Then I'm like, if I take this and I feel even more out of control, why do that's you think you feel more out of control? Because I don't get that. I think I, because, okay, this is a mini mm-hmm. side story. I was told that if you smoke weed, you will get relaxed. I have many, many occasions where I have smoked weed and I have panicked, <laughs> Opposite. panicked, Yeah. thought I was flying a cloud in a cloud. Thought I was literally <laughs> sinking into my couch. Cloud. Like thought I was having a heart attack. Yeah. Literally take me to the hospital issue. So to me, association with feeling out of control is feeling an altered sense of myself. So yeah. foggy brain would mean okay. um, weed. So medication, I'm afraid if I take it, I'm going to have that same feeling. And then I know it's in my body and I have to just deal with it. And I'm like doing the thing where I go, how long until I feel normal again? How long until I feel normal again? Yeah. Will this last forever? I... I think you're associating 
um, like recreational drugs with drugs that have been tested and have worked for millions and millions of Americans. Do you know what I'm saying? Right. Like weed, when I, when I smoke weed, sometimes I have the same issue. Um, but, but I just don't like to alter my my being okay. i think that's why even yeah. when i get drunk let's say i get like a little tipsy and now i'm like oh i'm actually getting a little too drunk yeah i don't f- i'm like holy you shit get, i start to panic out of control i feel yeah. start to panic yeah um i see what you're saying too but have you ever felt that with not, it not with my medication i'll 0%? be honest i feel more myself when i'm on it than when i'm off like okay. i i went off it like two years ago because i was like oh, i don't a lot of people when when you start feeling normal again yeah. you're like oh, i don't need this I shit can move you off throw it away and then all of a sudden you're like Oh God, I realized why I was on that. And so I didn't, I mean, there's probably withdrawal involved in that, but, um, I was, I wasn't sleeping. Mm -hmm. Like that's one reason why I need the medication is because if you don't sleep, you're fucking crazy the next day. And if you don't hydrate mm -hmm. too, by the way. Yeah. If you have insomnia, you know what it feels like. It is the worst feeling in the world to not sleep and just be laying there and having issues falling asleep. Oh my gosh. So that is Gives kind of the panic, main reason. It's like thinking a, about it. Yeah. It's like physical symptoms that I needed it for. So try the dosage thing though. We're just decreasing a little bit because sometimes it's just enough to help with your anxiety or depression, but it's also not enough to affect your, affect your sex. Okay. Okay. So, or I'll obviously talk to your doctor about before you do any of this and then brands, certain brands, um, affect sex more often than other brands okay weird i mean it makes sense because mm-hmm. it's different chemicals yep. but time of day so a lot of times people take their medication at night and then maybe you're getting jiggy with it at night or something oh yeah um try taking it in the morning so you have it's not just fresh in your system right away yes yeah, you know so what I'm because that's when it spikes your hormone yep. levels okay that's actually smart and then this one's a little more risky and is very controversial but you can do what's called a drug holiday so like you go like let's say you're planning a vacation or like a honeymoon mm-hmm. and you're like, I don't want to have sex issues. So then you just stop taking it for like a week. Um, oh. That could work with the sex, but you also might go crazy. So be And careful. it's only a temporary fix. Yeah. Temporary. Yeah. Um, and then in general, sex is more than a physical act. Like mm-hmm. there's a lot of emotion involved in it. Maybe if you're having issues, focus on like pleasuring the other person for a while until you're getting used to the medicine until you figure it out yourself like so you feel relaxed again maybe and yeah and when you're pleasuring someone else and you're not worried about yourself or performing in return you might be surprised what happens to your own body yeah you, you know what i'm saying yeah no you can get yourself yeah. in the mood or mm-hmm. i don't know i or i, I maybe, can see how yeah. what you mean with that so those are just some tips i have if you are having issues with the medication um that have helped me so yeah that's all i got for that dang you like did some research. Well, yeah, I literally pulled up my research paper that I wrote in here. Look at it. If anyone wants my annotated bibliography, I got you. <laughs> um, I did. Yeah. No, I'm serious. From 2015. This, is that this was like a, said? this was like a, no, that was, I think that was a study that I did. On oh, it. so that's separate. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this is a long research paper. I can send it to anyone if you need it. Send um, it. Email, drop your emails below. Yeah, but so that's the reason why I medica- went on medication is because I was physically not sleeping. I felt like my heart was falling through my asshole every day. Every single day. Yeah, all the time. It felt like you were in a panic. It's, you know when you get really nervous for something? Yeah. It was that all day, but I didn't even, I wasn't nervous about anything. What all were you, it was, I was going to say, what, were you nothing. doing anything different? No, nothing. Nope. It okay. was literally, it's literally just, I felt completely, my life was fine. Like I was happy. I've never had depression. I literally just physically, my heart rate was so high. And I used to like look at my Apple watch. Cause you know how it has your heart rate. Mm-hmm. I'd be sitting down on the couch 
and it would spike to 150. It's that's just so. Wild. I don't even get to 150 when I'm in a hit workout. Yeah, I know. I'm like, I need to go on. I. I, it's I, time. I was like, I can't. I was like, you I can't, can't live like that. That's not sustainable. It to live wasn't like healthy. That. And no. I'm so much more myself, and I, I feel great. Why the hell would I not do it? Of course, I. I to be honest, I've been in like 20 different times where I'm like, I should go on medication, mm-hmm. and then I've done something that has helped me in a different way, and yeah. I haven't needed it. When I need and, it, yeah, I keep, will go on it. Yeah. I feel 100% with yeah. that. But like, and keep doing that until, yeah, until I can't, until maybe you can't anymore. But if you can, I definitely recommend doing those behavioral tips, writing the three gratitude things down and, um, writing yeah. t- to do list goals list help me. Cause then I'm like, I'm not, I don't feel like I'm floating through thin air trying to like exactly. go towards something. Yeah. Goals list literally down to what you want to do that day. Mm-hmm. Make three things. If you've got a million things to do, say I'm going to get done my laundry. I'm going to meal prep and I'm going to go on a walk so that I get outside. Remember to do's don't always have to be like the thing that you don't want to do and get done. Like, yeah. Like give some for call yourself. Your, call your grandma. Call your grandma. How good would you feel? If you're feeling that guilt, I get anxiety from guilt too, mm-hmm. where I'm like, oh my God, I haven't talked to my grandpa in so long. That's I'm so insane. bad. Yeah. I'm like, I need to call him, but I can't get myself to call him. Cause I'm like, what if oh, I'm anxious? I don't, I don't have time today. It's like, put that on your or to-do what if list. I don't have a good conversation, then they leave not liking me. Oh my gosh. What? Yeah. Do you, you have, no, no, I'm, no, my grandparents, are no, not my grandparents, oh. but like, like someone, if I'm going to call, like, oh, I you know, I'm like, your oh, grandma I'm just too grandpa. anxious. I'm like, like I want to make sure that I'm like on or what happens if they don't like me. I do that with FaceTiming yeah. friends that are living out of town. Oh yeah. Cause I'm like, all right, three, two, one, they're answering and it connects and it turns on. You're like, like hey. hi, <laughs> you've had the worst day. Hi, how are you? Oh my uh, God. I'm good. Okay. I never, I promised myself though. I wouldn't lie to my friends anymore about how I actually was feeling. Love that. Like, how are you? I'm shitty. I know I'm literally I'm like I'm ass today yeah. ass but yeah, you yeah you tell me that a lot. I do I'm like yeah. I'm ass well because you know what I got a new job and let me tell you your shit is not easy mm-hmm. I've been stressed I feel a little off to be totally frank with everybody I do too today I'll be honest and that's part elect election part changes part everything so. everything um so that was my really long answer to my listener question my candid cue yeah do you have a candid cue I do that someone wrote in this one's actually related to anxiety and insecurity around dating. Oh, I love so it. So body confidence in dating. Um, someone wrote in talking to us about just how can I feel more confident when I'm pursuing somebody or feeling more confident that I'll be pursued. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and so it, fun. Yeah. In, in like actuality, this person quote unquote said, I feel like guys won't date me if I'm not a size two, two, or, two or four. Two right? or four. Yeah. And she, so, and she's just really insecure about that. And I think, um, this is, it pissed me off. Cause I'm like, it pissed me off yeah. too. I'm like, no, no. So we're going to talk about it, but it's like, it's so simple, you know, for us to say like, what do you mean? Like, but it's like, yeah. we aren't feeling that internal feeling. We're not, mm-hmm. we're not feeling that, that she's feeling. So what I wanted to tell her was everybody has a different type. My type. I like a little bigger, more meaty guys, like still fit, but like a bigger guy. I don't, I'm not as initially attracted to a skinnier person whoever that may be so like so okay now what's your type if you had to give one generally yeah. you know if someone asks you so oh I'm what's your type like andrew has a great body type okay so andrew's build <laughs> i like that i would say i'm not attracted to like beef heads see okay what like overly ripped you mean yeah like i don't like that they go to the gym and they check themselves yeah. out squeeze their booty cheeks like i really i don't like that but some people are into that it of just course. totally depends and i think guys are the same way some guys like big tits some guys like small tits some guys like curves some guys like little 
twigs. Some, some guy, guys like natural look. Some yeah. guys like a little fake, like a yeah, lip injection exactly. or whatever. Everyone, it doesn't matter. Because Everybody's there's, different. There's someone for everyone. It's there really there's literally someone for everyone. But what it comes down to is confidence is sexy in a woman and a man, no matter who it is. When you're walking around a room and you're feeling confident and you've got this little swagger almost to you and you're, you're talking a lot, you're talking a lot. You're not worried about what people are thinking of you. You're not trying to impress anybody. You're just trying to be you. You look different. Mm -hmm. You literally look different. You send off like this aura. It's an energy thing. You give off a better energy when Mm -hmm. you're confident. You just look different. Mm -hmm. Um, What I've noticed too is like even, and this goes back to where I've ever been, ASU where it was like prominent with eating disorders and fakeness or here. The... It's not always the hottest girl in the room that gets the attention. Yeah. It's honestly confidence. It's and if confidence you, if you really want that attention, it's that confidence. Just mm-hmm. build that confidence up. Feel good and walk around and have a swagger. My trick always too, when I was get like a little bit like heated and nervous mm-hmm. and I'm like, Oh, I'm getting in my head, whatever. Pretend and you're kind of like wanting to attract somebody. Yeah. Pretend everybody's a friend because that takes oh, all yeah. the weight off of like wanting a guy. Like pretend everybody when you're walking around, like, it was just my buddy. I don't care. Like, I don't care what he up? thinks. Like, what's up? Like, how are you doing? Like, That's you don't easier need, said than done. It's way easier said than done. But like, don't, don't trip yourself up. Have a fucking mm-hmm. vodka soda and just walk around and everybody's friends. It, it shouldn't be a focus of like, That's I'm coming really here for a guy. That's a really good tip though. Because, so? yeah, because it's so weird because like when I'm friends with someone, it's like, I can completely be myself and exactly. you just like, shoot, you just have so much fun. And then if like, it just gets, you know, you just you have get to act nervous. Yeah, you get like, nervous. But literally, I'll say this right here, right now on camera. When people like have a little more curves, I I wish I could. I'll never genetically have that. Mm-hmm. I, I wanted bigger boobs. I'll be honest. I've wanted all that. And mm-hmm. that's what some guys really, really like. But it's like, it's not about being what a guy wants you to be. It's about being comfortable in your own skin and being able to find somebody who matches you. Yeah. L- literally, it comes down to that. It doesn't matter your body and i know that's easier said than done but it's like being confident in your skin and being confident for yourself so you feel good will make you and allow you to attract other people i love that it starts with that i mean yeah. i know that's like the simple answer but it's like it's not simple but it's worth working on i don't know that's my t- that's, that's my not, two cents that's not your two cents i think that's a great i think a lot of people would feel that same way and i think women need I hope to so i think women need to realize it so i appreciate your answer hot. ladies are hot yeah honestly every girl is hot in their own way I was going to okay, like girls, I think sorry, girls but are, they're way gr- better to look at than hot. guys. Girls are hot. They hot dog. They hot dog. All right. So that is our episode on anxiety and um, anything else you want to wrap up with? Not really. Before we just figure out who the freaking president is. Seriously. Holy crap. No, just be light on yourself. Be easy on yourself. Normalize that anxiety in the person next to you and or normalize that conversation. Yeah. Ask the person next to you if they have it too, because granted they'll be open having a conversation about it with you. I've never regretted being open about it. Ever. I'll tell you that right now. Once I admitted to my mom that I think something was wrong, I I really realized like that I needed to take action. And I think that was like having someone to hold you accountable for what you're feeling helped. I remember like on the stairs and I was 12 years old, like bawling to my mom saying, saying I'm nervous. I'm nervous all that the time, really mom. She's like, you know, she actually like she didn't know what it is. But back in her head, she's like, oh shit, this girl's got anxiety. Oh <laughs> damn, she's got it. Well, I had I had wait. test anxiety too. I had to like sit in different rooms to take tests in elementary school because I would get so nervous, my entire mind would go blank and I'd forget everything I studied for. Oh my so god. So then I learned to overstudy, and now I 
and never had test anxiety just because I knew I was going to get an A because I knew the textbooks straight start to finish. You literally <laughs> read entirely yeah. word for word and memorized every oh, page. Oh, yeah. 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 Question for you before we wrap up because I'm actually genuinely curious of this. Did your anxiety start as a child as OCD? Oh. No, not OCD. Okay, because that's how mine started. I was just yeah. curious because I thought maybe that was what like was your OCD it, about. Oh, for the love of God. Okay. So first of all, could if I like flipped a switch and I like flipped it back oh, down, I had to press it down to make sure that it wasn't going to oh get God. stuck in the middle. I feel uncomfortable. Wow. Get stuck in the middle to have yeah. a fire. I'd have to like really push, that is really hilarious. push the faucet closed to make sure it wasn't going to have any water out. Because if, if, the, <laughs> if the sink clogged. And the water was still going. It could literally uh, overflow the apartment, whatever. I mean, I used to be weird about like, like having, Odd numbers. having to have a night li- night light in. No. <laughs> night light. That's normal. I feel like I always thought someone was going to like kill me in my sleep. I feel like kids are just, we get told like, don't talk to strangers because they'll grab you. And then every time we go in a room alone, we're like, Ugh, yeah, like, what if they do? Odd numbers scared you? No, I couldn't have an odd number because if I, hmm, I hate saying She's this like, loud, okay, like, this oh. is really psycho. <laughs> I say it a lot and you're like, oh shit, I'm have, I have issues. I couldn't even watch <laughs> odd number channels. Sorry, Cartoon Network. Um, because if I watch TV on an odd number, I thought that something bad was going to happen to me. Everything had to be even. I couldn't blink odd numbers. I had to look at something and blink twice. Otherwise, I thought something bad was going to happen to me. It was it's a it's OCD. It's obsessive. So you start to get obsessed over yeah. things and you can't turn it off. Do you still have that well, for no. anything? No. Besides uh, talking to yourself after you say something. <laughs> she'll be like, I got a coffee. And then she'll be like, oh, I got a coffee. I got, I got a coffee. coffee. Well, I made fun of Angela and she made fun of me the other day. My roommate, because I was like, she talks hey, herself Angie. all the time. Come here. She, I was making fun of her because she talks to herself all the time. And then the other day we're in the kitchen. I'm cooking around her. I go, got to grab the onion. Got to grab the noodles. Go over here. I'm like, oh, oh, don't want to burn that. She goes, Nancy, come say hi. Introduce yourself. What did we you talk about you a lot? What did you say? Hi. I'm nervous. <laughs> <laughs> come back. She's asking you a question. What did you say to me when I was like, oh, I, I'm talking to myself all this time. And you're like, you looked at me and you're like what do you say you do too you're like yeah you were like so <laughs> no, the sass remember, whatever I was upset. yeah you were like, like are you kidding yourself as much as me you go you think i have issues you're the one that talks to yourself more i'm like jeez <laughs> called out <laughs> in my own home God that's damn. hilarious no but um antonio is gonna come on next week it's gonna be amazing he actually works with lululemon to host meditation and anxiety events and it's a male perspective it's a male perspective uh, um, with anxiety. And I think that's going to be huge for opening up that conversation on yes. the male side. Yeah. I was going to say, we're, we're talking about all this and I feel like a lot of women are going to relate to it, but there's a whole different side of this where men feel like they aren't manly if they talk about mental health and their issues with it. So and that's that why, so deep. that is why Antonio is coming on because he is a mental health advocate, especially for males. Um, and this conversation goes way far beyond me and Sid and women in general. Exactly. So. And just so you know, Antonio literally labeled himself. He's like, I am a, mil- like I was a millennial or am a millennial. I was in that age group and I just decided to make a change. There's nothing. He didn't do anything abnormal. He literally just took a stance instead of, um, pushing his emotions down and so acknowledge that's why it's huge acknowledge his it. uncomfortable feelings yeah, yeah. exactly we're freaking sure. excited to have him on you guys thanks for listening keep sending us in questions that you want us to answer things that we're um meaningful questions meaningful questions please. not not if said single and i've so i literally got is soap single can I, would you set me yeah, up with I soap got, I got i'm like yeah yeah you guys um no meaningful things because we'll have fun conversations and we want to keep it real and candid with you and get and get down and dirty so 
dude it's been follow good. us follow us straight candid podcast on instagram if you got to email us straight at gmail.com you guys are awesome thanks for coming and All listening right. bye 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 hey